It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on Trade Deadline Day on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Reds. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcast. I just had the best catch of my life. I spun my my show sheet. For this podcast today, just kind of like a, a quick rundown that I have just to make sure I hit on the things I definitely want to talk about. And I flipped it. It hit the, the desk here in the studio, back in the studio, by the way, as you could tell with the music. And it fell and I caught it. Very Billy Hamilton-esque by me. I wish I had video. See, if this was a TV show, you would have saw my my gold glove performance. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, I'm James Erpine. And let's start with the move that uh, was very interesting. Adam Duvall out of here. Atlanta bound. What did the Reds get back? Three solid prospects. Overall, I think what they did was pretty legit. I think what they did with this Adam Duvall trade makes a lot of sense. In return, they got Lucas Sims, a right-handed pitcher. He's 24 years old. Another right-handed pitcher and Matt Whistler. And an outfielder in Preston Tucker who's going to be, for my money, a good fourth outfielder for this team long-term. He's under team control for quite some time. Uh, by the way, my interview with Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, coming up in just a few minutes. You're also going to hear from Dick Williams and the Braves general manager on why he made this deal for Adam Duvall. Uh, overall, though, look, this is what they did. The Reds realized that Duvall wasn't worth the money that they were going to have to pay him next year, that he wasn't going to start in the corners. He obviously couldn't play center. They like him. But he's going to arbitration. He's going to make more money next season. He makes like six hundred and something thousand dollars now. He's going to get way more than that next year. And they said, "No thanks. We have Winker. We have Shepler. Those are our guys long term." This is what happens when you got guys like Winker who have established themselves, and you know what to expect from them. That's why I said this season was a success for Jesse Winker. And this Adam Duvall trade kind of confirms that. It confirms that he showed them enough throughout the year to, to buy into him long-term. And in return, they get Lucas Sims, who's the centerpiece of the deal. He's a former first-round pick. He's the 21st pick in the 2012 draft. He's only 24. I like it. He has the potential to start for this club next year. I'm not saying he's going to be an ace. I'm not saying he's even going to start. Maybe he ends up in the bullpen. But he's a guy who could contribute long-term. That alone is worth it for me in return for Adam Duvall. But not only did they get that, they got a guy like Matt Whistler, who I think could help them in the bullpen. They get a guy in Preston Tucker who can help them in the outfield. Here's Reds president of baseball operations, Dick Williams, on the trade, why they did it, when the Braves asked about Duvall, how it happened, and so much more. Here's Dick Williams on the move. Uh, Alex actually first asked me about Duvall when I was uh, traveling with the team uh, when we played Atlanta. So when was that? I mean, that uh, was end of June. So at first, uh, you know, he first expressed interest in Duval at that point. Um, and uh, so we had it uh, on our board for a while there as a, a team that was interested in him. Um, you know, the team has been playing very well. And, uh, you know, we're pleased with the performance we've seen in the middle of the summer. Um, we have been... Uh, trying to keep an eye on, 
you know, next year, uh, but also this year is, is important. And the, the, the winning vibe and the winning culture that have, uh, you know, have been present recently uh, is something we've been looking for for a little while, and, and we're pleased to have found it. And you know, we don't want to do anything to disrupt it. Um, at the same time, you know, it's very important to continue to have a focus on the future. So you know, we're trying to do uh, the best of both worlds, keep a winning team you know, in a good place, um, but at the same time, keep looking down the road uh, and, and begin to plan for the future. And I think when we looked at next year, we saw Winker and Shevler really emerging um, as, uh, as corner outfielders that, that we think um, are going to have a lot of success uh, in the major leagues. Um, this year, we've been uh, rotating everybody pretty evenly out there and, and um, getting playing time. And, you know, it was it was working, but I think we were seeing Winker and Shevler really, uh, you know, establish themselves, um, you know, as corner guys. And when we looked at, um, you know, the, the projections on salaries in the offseason and everything uh, in the arbitration process, it began to make us think about, you know, how we're going to allocate our resources going forward because we see this as a club that is um, competing with some of the best teams right now. And uh, we recognize that there's some shortcomings that need to be addressed. And so, you know, we want to make uh, as many resources as we can available to address those resources, uh, those needs next year. So this, in a sense, uh, freed up some money to, to invest in other parts of the team. Um, and it also brought us back uh, three players, um, you know, that have a chance to, to help us. That's Dick Williams on the move. I like this move for the Reds. I do. And it's just the reality of it. You're going to have to move some of these guys. I'm not sure who else they're going to move before the deadline. Before we get to Doug Gray of RedsMinorLeagues.com, let's hear from a guy who made this deal, Alex Anthropolos. He's the general manager of the Braves. Here he is on the Duvall trade and what they had to give up. Adam Duvall, someone that we've talked about for a while. Um, we've liked him. You know, we look at the right-handed power of the last two years. Even this year, he's obviously still put up some solid power numbers, but really good defender. I think you guys know defense is something that um, we all we feel as the baseball ops group is really important, and this is another really good defender, um, plus defender in the outfield, right-handed power. You know, we've been a good team against the left-handers, but we can get better. And this is a guy that's under control and um, going forward. So, you know, the thought right now would be when we face a lefty, Acuna slides to center, Duvall gets a start in left. Duvall's aware of that. Ender Inciarte's aware of that. We talked to Ender tonight. He was great. His response was, I just want to get to the playoffs. So he's awesome. I mean, I can't say enough about him as a, as a, a team guy and you know, we, we take him for granted how good a defender he is, but it's just a way to make our team better, a little more depth, a little more experience. And even going into the winter, having a guy like that who's been an everyday player that we still get to maintain defense, still get to maintain a guy that when he's played has been durable, played every day, and uh, put up good power numbers. So um, someone that we like and, and the guys we give up, we like all of them. Going to be a bit of a crunch for us in the 40 in the off season. Uh, Tuck and Matt are both going to be out of options at the end of the year. You know, I can't sit here and tell you that they would have survived the roster, and that's no indictment on them. That's just a reflection of we have so much talent coming and a lot of guys to protect. And uh, you know, a guy like Sims has an option beyond this year, but we like all those guys. They're talented. Have done a solid job for us. And um, I just think you know this was something that come the winter we were going to have a decision to make at least with the two. 
because of the out of option scenario that makes them harder to carry. Do you, feel, do you feel like this has played out well as far as these three deals not having to dip into your prospect pool but still improve the team? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the three guys we gave up, they're, I mean, they're young players. Tucker's been up before. He's a little bit older. We obviously got him from a DFA, and he did a nice job when he came up. And, you know, Sims and Whistler, like you said, I guess they've, you know, these guys have all gotten enough time now that you're right. They probably don't qualify. Um, but, you know, it's just someone, Duvall, we felt was um, a good fit. It's just we really value outfield defense, and then you combine power, and, um, you know, there's those are those are good qualities and they're hard to find and the fact that he's eligible for the first time arbitration next year uh, more control with that going forward and just our outfield depth in the organization in terms of the upper levels isn't where we want it to be um, it, it protects us going in, into the winter uh, with you know knowing that we're still going to have needs there so it helps us in the current year helps us going forward it's interesting but look I, I and I tweeted this out yesterday at James Rapine I've talked about potentially trading Adam Duvall since he was an all-star. I never thought that what he did was sustainable. His power was, his his fielding for the most part was, is a really good fielder. But overall, this had to happen. I'm glad it happened, and I hope it pays off for both teams. Good luck to Adam Duvall moving forward. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. Up next, Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. On this trade, Robert Stevenson, and so much more. We're loaded today on the Locked on Reds podcast. I caught up with Doug Gray earlier today on ESPN 1530. I'm on every single weekday, noon to one. And it was interesting. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. We've had him on the podcast a ton. He's on board with this trade. I asked him how the Reds did in this Adam Duvall trade and what his initial thoughts were. You know, I think it's a good move. Uh, I don't think that Adam Duvall was a guy that the Reds foreseen as you know, a guy who's going to be an everyday player for them moving forward. I think that Jesse Winker kind of took that spot from him. Uh, and the only reason that Adam Duvall kind of kept playing along the way was that they, they felt that he was still good enough to get a, a solid return at the trade deadline, which, you know, now that they have it, it makes sense that, you know, even though it seems they prefer Jesse Winker, that you would keep playing out in Duvall out there because, well, they were right. They, they got a solid return, if not a little bit better, in my opinion, um, for a guy that they really didn't see as more of a, anything more than a bench piece for them moving forward. Let's start with what they, they got. And, and to me, I was surprised, one, that they got three pieces in return. Now, I, I instantly I was like, well, three pieces, let's see what kind of quality they are. But to me, it, it sounds like Lucas Sims is the centerpiece. He's the guy that uh, they were focused in on getting. 24-year-old, uh, what do you think about his game? What do you know about him, and what should Reds fans expect? Now, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I know that some fans are going to take it in a, in a way that I don't mean it as, uh, but he reminds me a lot of Robert Stevenson. Uh, I think that he's kind of the brave version of that. He's a guy, you know, former top-end prospect. He's been very inconsistent, but he's got these flashes games where, you know, he just goes on these dominant runs. And, you know, you can see a guy who could pitch, you know, in the middle, maybe even near the top of your rotation if everything turns out for him. He just hasn't been able to put it all together yet. Um, you know, he, he's kind of switched around what he's throwing. Uh, this year in the major leagues, it looks like, you know, he, he dropped his slider and he's focusing only on a curveball for a breaking ball this year. Um, you know, he's, he's spent most of his year in AAA this year. Uh, he's got an area under three. He's got more strikeouts than innings. Um, his walk rate, it, it's a little bit iffy. I think that that's kind of the, the big thing with him is that uh, the control hasn't always been there, which, again, kind of goes back to the Robert Stevenson comparison. Um, but, you know, you're getting a very good arm, a former top 100 prospect. Um, and, you know, as you said, you've got other pieces along with this guy 
for Adam Duvall, who you didn't really see as a guy who was going to be on your everyday team. Yeah. I, I just I just think that it's a very good move for the Reds. Yeah, to, to me, and obviously this is probably a best-case scenario, but if best-case, we're talking about a guy in Lucas Sims who has a good spring training, good offseason, and ends up being in the rotation next year, I know it might not be likely, but if it were to happen, to me, that would be crazy return in return for a guy like Adam Duvall, who wasn't in their long-term plans, it's very obvious. Yeah, you know, and I've talked to some scouts who they, they think he's a lot more of a reliever than a starter. And, you know, if, if he turns out to be a good reliever, you know, you, you still probably come out a little bit of a head because you've got these other guys that are in this trade as well. But the fact that you've got upside with Lucas Sims as a starting pitcher and the fallback plan to be a, a quality reliever, I, I mean, it's really tough to find a downside on this trade. Yeah, it is. And Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com is with us. I'm James Erfine. Let's talk about the other two guys they got in return. And I'm not going to act like I, I knew these guys before last night when they traded uh, or they got them in return for Adam Duvall. But the Reds, they trade Duvall. They get Lucas Sims. They also got a right-handed pitcher in Matt Whistler. What do you know about Whistler? Well, you know, he, he's got a big league track record. Uh, most of this season actually has been spent in AAA. But in 2015 and 2016, he threw you know, 260 innings in the major league, mostly as a starter. Uh, he had one game in each season where he picked out of the bullpen. He's got plenty of big league experience. He's also a former top 100 prospect, um, probably a reliever in the long run. Um, you know, it, it, it's just a, another guy that you're adding to this trade that, you know, he adds value. Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, a, a back end of the bullpen kind of guy. I, I don't think he throws hard enough for that. But I think he could be a very good, quality, solid, middle relief guy who pitches in the sixth, seventh, maybe eighth inning in some scenarios. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com is with us. And then the, the one underlying move, I guess, or, or guy they got in this, Preston Tucker. I like it because, look, they're banged up in the outfield right now. They get a guy who might not be part of their long-term solution in the outfield, but at least he can fill innings, play for them. He's he's certainly played uh, at a major league level before. Uh, what do you think about Preston Tucker and the Reds getting him in return? You know, when you look at his stats, he, he kind of resembles Adam Duvall. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's nearly as good defensively as Adam Duvall is. There, there's a big difference there. But I mean, he's a guy who's going to hit you, you know, 240 to 250. He's not going to draw a ton of walks. Now, to be fair, Adam Duvall did pick up his walk rate this year, so it's a little bit different. But you know, he's got some pop in his bat. Walk-to-strikeout ratio isn't great. But you know, I, I think that with the way the Reds actually wanted to use Adam Duvall versus how they actually did because of you know they wanted to keep the trade value there, you know, I, I think this is, this is basically an Adam Duvall replacement. Um, you know, a guy who's going to come in at, off of the bench and you know, provide pop off of the bench and, you know, I, I think that that's really what, you know, you were going to get from Adam Duvall if you couldn't trade him because he was going to go to the bench. So uh, a good move. And as you said, you know, they need outfielders. I, I think that, you know, right now the, the Reds are, I mean, they're clearly banged up. Scott Shebler's going to be back eventually. But, you know, they, they're, they're kind of short right now with all of the injuries. Yeah, they are short. And I, I haven't looked here. Is Preston Tucker under control next year? Do you know? Yeah, he he's got multiple years of team control left. Uh, he um, he hasn't even reached arbitration yet. Yeah, and I just found it here. I was trying to f- scramble and find it quickly. See, that makes sense to me. Look, Adam Duvall is probably uh, wouldn't be excited about being the fourth outfielder. And the Jesse Winker thing, and and they almost benched him earlier this year, and it was a really weird like couple of days down there at Great American Ballpark. I think they made the right move. And overall, now long term, you might have the the fourth outfielder you need. You have the corner outfielders. I think they believe in Shebler and Winker for 2019. Who knows with Hamilton 
but but it seems like the the Reds used a guy in Adam Duvall to get some prospects and also get a guy like Tucker who can fill a role now and in the future. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as I said, I mean, it's really tough to kind of look at this and say that the Reds didn't come out well with this. Uh, you know, Adam Duvall was a very quality player for the Cincinnati Reds. You know, he came through in a lot of big spots, you know, put up a lot of RBIs, had, you know, 30 home run seasons, really good defense. But, you know, as we said, it just seems that the Reds were ready to kind of push him back behind some other players. And, I mean, it, it's just, it's going to be interesting to kind of see how Adam Duvall gets used in Atlanta versus how he was used in Cincinnati. That, that, that's one of the things that doesn't really affect the Reds, but I'm personally interested in seeing how another team goes about using Adam Duvall. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com with us. Doug, if Dick Williams called you, named you general manager of the Reds between now and the trade deadline, what is one player that you would look to trade the most? Uh, I, I would be looking to trade uh, – yes, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> for, for, for me, it comes down to two guys, Billy yeah. Hamilton and Scooter Jeanette. Um, I, I, really? don't believe they're gonna, I, I don't believe they're going to trade Scooter Jeanette. I, I've heard too many rumblings and rumors about you know an extension that just – it. it it just leaves me thinking that's going to happen. Um, so I, I guess at this point I'd have to say Billy Hamilton. Um, I, I just I, I just don't think that he – the value you can get for him seems more to me than the value that he's going to bring on the field plus the salary he's going to make next year. And that to me, that's part of the reason why they traded Duvall, obviously. If they're willing to do that, don't you think they'd at least be willing to listen to offers for, for Hamilton? To me, it just – it makes sense. It's right in line. Hamilton's only under team control for next season. He's going to get a pay raise as well. I know they want to talk about expanding the pay, uh, the payroll a bit for this team. I don't know if Hamilton deserves a raise, yet he's going to get a raise. Why wouldn't you, and maybe they are, but seriously look to, to moving him. I'm with you on Hamilton. I put a poll question up, and he's the guy, even more than Matt Harvey, because I think you could deal him later, that I would look to move before uh, 4 o'clock today. It, well, you know, it, it, it seems like it's always coming back to Bob Castellini. Um, there was a tweet yesterday from a national writer, and I'm going to apologize to this person who definitely is not listening to this interview anyways, but uh, I can't remember who it was. But they, they tweeted out that, you know, teams are interested in Hamilton, and it seems that the Reds aren't willing to talk about him. Ugh. And, I mean, it just goes back to the, the quotes from earlier this year where it seems like Bob Castellini doesn't want to move Billy Hamilton for some reason. So... I, I don't think he's going to get moved because it seems that the Reds just aren't interested in, in talking about him with other teams, which is mind-boggling when you think about it, but that, that's kind of the thing that's floating around right now. Yeah, it is mind-boggling. One guy that I know they've talked to or talked about with other teams, a guy who was probably the most likely to be dealt before 4 p.m. Uh, and now seems like he, he might not be traded before the deadline is Matt Harvey. What are your thoughts right now on Matt Harvey he had that awful outing two starts ago. I think that might have hurt things a bit. Uh, what should the Reds do with him? Because I don't think his value is ever going to be that high. Uh, but but at the same time, I think they probably want to get something in return. So if you're the Reds, what would you do with Harvey? Uh, you, you have to trade him. And, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that he can probably be traded after the deadline. You know, probably clear waivers. But every start that he makes beyond today is less value the other team has to give up to get him. And so you, you want to maximize the value. The more starts a guy's going to give the other team, in theory at least, you know, the more they should be willing to pay because it's going to help you know, them get one game closer to the playoffs. So I think that they need to do all that they can to make a move today. Uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he were one of the guys dealt at the very end of the trade deadline. Uh, you know, he, he may not be the first or second option for all of these teams, 
but you know, he might be the third or fourth option. And if the first and second options aren't there, then you know maybe they call up the Reds and go, "Hey, remember that conversation we had last week? What do you think <laughs> about this now?" Yeah, because you know they, they lost out on the guy they were going for. Um, and so don't be surprised if you don't hear anything on that Harvey until about three o'clock. And then it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's the guy that gets moved, you know, in that three forty-five to four o'clock, uh, you know, time frame. A few more questions for Doug Gray of RedsMinorLeagues.com. This is Cincy three sixty Mo out today. I'm James Erpine. I, I got to ask you about two different Reds in the minor leagues. Let's start with a guy you mentioned earlier, and Robert Stevenson. He continues to stay hot. It doesn't seem like he's going to pitch for the Reds this year, at least the big league club, uh, at least in the immediate future. What are your thoughts on on him? What do you what do you think the the Reds, how do they feel about him? Because clearly they're low on him if Homer Bailey's up and Robert Stevenson's still down there. Well, I, when it comes to Homer Bailey, I, I have no idea what the actual baseball people feel. Um, you know, I, I just, there, there's some weird things going on with how the Reds have kind of gone about Homer Bailey and what they've said and then almost immediately like, contradicted what they've said and then made completely different decisions with. So I, I do wonder if that's not some ownership front office kind of head bashing going on there a little bit. But when it comes to Robert Stevenson, I, I really don't know what the Reds are thinking. It, it's very confusing to me because, as you said, he hasn't started a game for the Reds this year, despite the fact that they've had some clear and definite struggles in the rotation at different points this season. And Robert Stevenson is pitching very well in AAA. Um, if the idea is that Robert Stevenson isn't going to be a starting pitcher moving forward, which you know, maybe that is what they think, then why is he starting in AAA? But if he is going to be a starting pitcher in the future, or at least in that conversation, you have to get him starts before September in the big leagues this year. You have to. He's out of options next year. You have to have a better idea of what he can do against a full major league lineup. Last year when they brought him up um, in the second half, he pitched very well as a starting pitcher. The walks were higher than you want to see, but you know he had a very good ERA. You know He was throwing into the sixth and seventh inning in some of these games. You know He's dominating in AAA right now. You absolutely have to get something. Um, you know get, get it out there. What can he do against you know everyday lineups? in August. The four teams start calling up these guys from AAA in September, and you know, you're know you going to be facing six or seven major leaguers every night instead of nine. I think that that's very important information for the Reds to have, especially given you can't send them back to the minor leagues next year. So I, I, I'm just as confused as anybody else is when it comes to Robert Stevenson and what the Reds' plan is, because I, I can't make much sense of it right now. i got to ask you about one more. Reds' first-round draft pick, Jonathan India. He got promoted. He's now with uh, Dayton. What uh, what are your thoughts on India, and why do you think they, they made the move? Well, I think the reason they made the move is that Jeter Downs, last year's supplemental first-round draft pick, uh, he went on the disabled list last night, so they needed another middle infielder. Uh, India started at third base last night. I, I think he's probably going to get some time in the middle infield. Uh, I actually saw him when he was with the Greenville Reds a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he played shortstop for one game there. And I, honestly, James, I didn't think he was going to be able to play shortstop. After watching him play out there, I really want to see him out there more. Ooh. I want to see what happens. I, I, I saw, uh, I mean, again, one game sample size here doesn't mean a lot, but he, he showed way more range on a few plays than I ever thought he was going to. I, I want to see what's going to happen if you put him in the, in the middle infield. Um, now, he really gets the strike zone, and he's got, he's got really impressive power. He hit a pitch that was at the knees and probably three or four inches outside to dead center field, 412 feet when I was in Greenville. And it, it, just, it was incredibly impressive. Like you, you don't hit that ball for a double, and he hit it over the center field wall. It was, it was very impressive. I, I really like what I saw with Jonathan India. That's good to hear. Good to hear. Red's first-round draft pick this year now with uh, 
Dayton. He's Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at DougDirt24. Doug, I appreciate the time. If the Reds make any moves between now and 4 o'clock, I'm sure you'll be hearing from me. All right. Thanks for having me on, James. I appreciate it. That's Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Caught up with him earlier today on my uh, Noon to One show, Cincy 360. You can listen to it every single day, Noon to One, on ESPN 1530. Also, the iHeartRadio app. I know we have a lot of -of out-of-town listeners on the Locked on Reds podcast as well. Well, they've made one move. Will they make others? We will recap all things Reds trade deadline on tomorrow's podcast. I had to get this up because, let's be honest, Adam Duvall, I think what they got in return is pretty good. How do you feel about it? You can always, always, always email me, James Erpine, at ESPN1530.com. Also, tweet me at James Erpine at Locked on Reds. Have a great night. Enjoy the deadline until tomorrow when we'll actually talk about baseball. When we'll talk about the Reds who play tonight and not just trade deadline stuff. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.